On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's rock and roll comedian Don Jameson. And guess what? Sun's out, Mike's out. Welcome, my friends, to Sun's Out, Mike's Out, a Cobras and Fire podcast brought to you by the Pantheon Podcast Network and the only show sticking it where the sun does shine. Well, I'd like to welcome him back to the program, the host of that Jameson show, uh, comedian Don Jameson. Don, welcome back, man. Hey, good to be with you, man. And uh, yes, I, I earlier uh, I wanted to make myself look beautiful in case uh, you were. We are in a Zooming <laughs> world these days yeah. where everything's a Zoom now. Everybody's on Zoom. Even if someone calls you for five minutes, let's Zoom. Let's Zoom. Yeah. It's, I'm not camera ready. I'm a comedian. I don't, you know. It takes a long time for me to, to even look mediocre, you know. So I'm not I'm not good till about seven or eight o'clock at night. No, nah, no complaints uh, from what I can see. But yeah, I, I'm definitely not. Uh, I'm definitely not ever camera ready. Uh, I I, I got to put in a lot of work. Perfect. Neither of us are camera ready, but we're ready with our mouths. Let's do it. Well, I appreciate you joining uh, the kind of little summer sidecast I'm doing called Suns Out, Mike's Out. As you can see, I'm sitting outside. The idea is we here in Minnesota really want to jump onto a summer as quick as we fucking can because, you know, it, it's a little shrunken here compared to other places. Last time you were on, which was just before the lockdown, um, uh, you know, we I wanted to, 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 to remind you that I think you and I created coronavirus porn jokes. I, I, I don't know that anybody was doing it before us. We were definitely on the front end of it. You're going to have to send those to me, man, because... Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, maybe it was just me. I, I forgot them, but I've got... I've written so many jokes about COVID. I was just like, you know, after a while, I just get sick of writing them. But COVID porn, yes. we And that is a thing, by the way. That's mm-hmm. an That's a real thing. You know, you can, you can ask my left hand. <laughs> <laughs> You're lefty. All right. Um, well, uh, I like to get into some summer topics on this. This is only the second one I've done, so I don't know how many time, how much I can say I like yeah. it. But uh, it's rioting season. Let's go. All right. So, yeah. So, like, what were you born and raised in Jersey? What were your summers like? Summers were, um, yeah, yeah. I used to like when I was a teenager. I worked down at the Jersey Shore. I used to work on the boardwalk, but you know, I didn't work like. You know, I didn't work like where you know you like you, you know won like the prizes for the hot, for the for your hot girlfriend or you know the ones where girls would come up and try to win records and stuff. I worked at the worst stand on the boardwalk. <laughs> I worked at the one where you shoot the machine gun and you have to shoot out the red star. That game was impossible. But, it was rigged. Oh, fully rigged. And the thing was, no girls ever wanted to shoot a machine gun at a red star. You know, and we had the worst prizes ever. You know, you couldn't win a Bon Jovi album, you know, if if you shot the Red Star out. So the only people we got were, you know, like Vietnam vets with, you know, PTSD, <laughs> you know, and just like aggro, like, you know, Jersey Shore, you know, you know, the situation type guys at the at our at our stand. So, you know, and here I am, 15. I just, you know, I just want to get laid. You know what mm. I mean? I just I just want to work at the stand and make enough money to go and and try to you know go hook up with a girl, 
And here I am for hours standing at this dumb stand and I have like these Vietnam vets like yelling at me, I, I shot it out. I go, no, there's a little piece of red still in yeah. here. I go, listen, I, I have 112 confirmed kills. You know, I'm like, I just want to get laid under the boardwalk. I don't want to deal with this. There was always a little piece of red left. <laughs> always, right, exactly. Yeah. I was never good at any of those carnival games. So the one where you could pop a balloon and get a tiny square like concert mirror or something like that, I could do that yeah. one all right. But yeah, for the most part, I sucked. Yeah, it was a good. I mean, it really was a fun summer job because I like to be outside. And like I said, you know, I was, I was, my hormones were raging. I was down at the beach, girls in bikinis. It was fun. I just, I just picked the wrong stand to, to work at. But um, yeah, the Jersey Shore is where I spent most of my summer, and and now I live on the Jersey Shore again. So I was just out riding my bike down the beach. Man, it's good. It like clears my head. You know, it's been a year of chaos. I've been very angry and sexually pent up. So, you know, <laughs> I need an outlet to, to, to calm me down. Uh, do, you ever, do you run into any of the cast of the Jersey Shore? That's, uh, that's all of us uh, Midwesterners think of when we think of that, uh, that part of the country. I know, I know. It was so fun. When, they, when the Jersey Shore, the TV show, first started and it became a huge thing, I was like, why, does, why would anybody care about this? You know, because that was every summer for me. Like they would all come down to the beach in the summer, and then I realized, oh, okay, that everybody doesn't know that, and they couldn't believe that they were real people. But to me, it was like, yeah, <laughs> I, like every guy down there looks like the situation or Paulie D or whoever, you know. <laughs> so then I I kind of got it, and uh, but no, I don't live near that where where they all hang out. I'm I'm a little farther north. It's a little calmer down. I actually live next to a nude beach. <laughs> I didn't think they had those in Jersey. <laughs> Did you see Chris Christie there? Well, no, the no, the only people <laughs> that you see at the nude beach are people who should never be naked. Mm. Yeah, like like your and, uh, former governor or whatever, Chris Christie. But uh. yes, yeah, right. Yeah, like he would he would be a catch at the, <laughs> at the nude beach. He'd be the most fit guy there. Uh, not that I planned on breaking this down too much, but you're telling me that the, the, the Jersey Shore TV show was actually fairly well representative of what it's like. Right. C- correct. Yeah. Cause, yeah, those guys, you know, those Italian guys, you know, <laughs> on the roids and drove the IROCs and stuff back then. Those guys and, you know, with the loud stereos, those guys were getting laid all the time. And here I am. You know, I got, you know, a mullet, a Motley Crue T-shirt, you know, and, you know, uh, members only jeans on. You know, I'm not getting anything down there. All the all those guys <laughs> uh, were getting late with their fake tans and everything. So, um, yeah, that was it's exactly how I remembered it. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, uh, what about like a summer music? Is, is there a go to jam you got or, or some albums that you, you prefer to dig out or? Uh, I don't know. I don't really. It's it's like my wardrobe. It's I just wear jeans and t-shirts all the mm. time. If it's thirty below out or it's or it's eighty five, you know, it doesn't matter. So yeah, same with music. It's not really a mm. band, you know, or a handful of bands or songs. Like oh yeah, this is good for the summer. It's just you know, I got a one track mind. You know, with with my music, it's you know, as long as it's heavy, it's good. Um, and you know, having a one track mind with music has served me pretty well in my career. Fair enough. Uh, I, I I don't know. Maybe it's a Minnesota thing or just a something that with me. But I've always associated some sort of music. You know, when when I was younger, it was like 
I don't know, man, just going to the beach or, or a, a pool or something, and somebody would play music somewhere. But uh, as I got older, I did some summers in Arizona. You go out in the desert and get hammered and listen to, I don't know, ZZ Top tapes or something like that. But uh, uh, there's always been something, you know, that, like, you know, cranking somewhere. But then, of course, you know, outdoor concerts are my favorite. But um, Yeah, well, that's always – and that's a good thing in, in Jersey, you know. All the beach bars have bands playing, you know, mm. all summer long. So, I mean, you could literally just, you know, go hop down from bar to bar to bar. Like starting, I live right where the Jersey Shore starts, and you could go all the way down to, you know, Seaside Heights, you know, the, the Jersey Shore land, and just see a million different types of bands. The thing Jersey's really known for is cover bands. Mm. There's a million cover bands and tribute bands, and they're all awesome, you know. Um, there's a band called the Nerds that have been playing for like 40 years, and they dress like you know, like Revenge of the Nerds, and they'll play everything from Ozzy to Lady Gaga to Beyonce to Motley Crue to you know uh, Little Nas X. Like they'll play, you know, they'll play everything, and um, you know, obviously, again, I'm I'm a one track mind. You know, I like hard rock and metal, but it is a cool party vibe, mm-hmm. you know, down here. So. And you just sit outside at one of the tiki bars. You got a band just playing music that, you know, there's something for everybody. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, this this summer we can do it. This summer, like, if you go up and you want to talk to a woman at a bar, she's not going to, like, run for her life. Like, you're, you know, spraying her with a hose <laughs> of COVID. Uh, well, it's it, it's been a year. Uh, um, do you think the mask was a benefit for, I don't know, the uglier of us? Uh, <laughs> maybe hooking up a little bit? Uh I don't know. I'm naturally gorgeous, so yeah, it, was, it probably oh, yeah. hurt my. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. You know, the, the mask thing was, the mask thing was, and still is crazy. But um, uh, you know, I, I never wore the mask outside. I don't know yeah, if you I'm, did, but no, no, never outside. So I never worried about that. And then it's like, all right, I'm not going to fight the battle if I'm going into. A, buy a six pack somewhere if I'm going to the grocery store for 15 minutes I'm not gonna you know be a dick about it but I mean that's why there's so much anger in the world man it's like we don't see each other's faces that's why you know now now we have to face each other again you know so I'm hoping people will be a little nicer and and a little bo- a little more loose with their sexual morals. <laughs> yeah, no, you probably never. I, I did want to share something that I thought of, like when I was kind of flashbacking while you were talking there. There's this really fucked up thing that, um, like, basically, I was raised Norwegian Lutheran, and you know those giant fucking coffee pots that, like, um, I, they had them at every church, but you know it would have like you know 800 cups and little nozzle at the bottom was. Like family re- like picnics, you would see three of these lined up, and it's like ninety degree heat in the afternoon, and they're like just slamming hot black coffee, maybe a little creamer, but I just never understood that. Uh, uh, and and I'm a Norwegian and Lutheran, so I don't know what I, something got fucked up with me, but uh, maybe it was rock and roll. I don't. Know, I have no idea. Yeah, well, now, I'm glad you told me that because because uh, <laughs> now the next time I get invited to a Norwegian Lutheran party. I'll uh, I'll know uh, yeah, stay away from that or or at least bring my own. <laughs> oh, it's all BYOB with the Lutherans, um, yeah. with the booze anyway. Uh, all right, let me see where I can switch into. You were um, just about uh, actually it was last time we were talking. You you were you confirmed on our show you were going to be at Rock and Pod, and of course, like everything else that was canceled. Glad to see you're going to be back, man, or not back, but you know, like you were able to schedule in for twenty twenty one, man. 
Yeah, yeah, and it, and I and it looks pretty. I, I'm assuming that this is a full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. You know that this isn't like the Motley Crue Stadium tour. You know, which yeah. just got canceled again, unfortunately. But yeah, this should be a great event. I'm really psyched. We're gonna do um, a bunch of comedy shows around it. You know, uh, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really cool, man. We're gonna we're gonna do some special shows. Me and Craig Gas um, while we're down there. And we're gonna we're we're confirming somebody now, and maybe next time we talk, I could tell you who it is. But we're confirming, you know, a big name rock star to come and do stand up Sunday night at our show. Um, after you know, after the the rock and pod is over, we're gonna just do a big blowout comedy show slash party, and we're gonna work with a, a big rock guy. I'm putting together a comedy set for him, <laughs> and have him go up and 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 try to do what we do. So not a comedian. So- yeah. All right. Look, yeah, but you don't want to. You gave me a scoop last year. Why not right now? Just tell me who it is. Well, <laughs> but I'll just I'll tell you any name you want. You know, um, it's uh, Vince Neal. Oh, right on. Yeah, he, yeah, he's in the neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everybody now, everybody lives in Nashville. That's the thing. That's unreal, man. Yeah, Nashville is L A East now, so. Um, yeah, Vin, everybody pretty much in Motley, I think, lives there now, except um, Nikki. But Vince lives there, and uh, Nikki lives there. Oh, Tommy's still in L.A., but yeah, everyone lives in Nashville now. Steven Tyler, a lot of people. Yeah, and they're, but they are announcing a lot of concerts are coming back, so that's kind of good. Yeah, well, you just can't do those big stadium shows, because like, how are you going to you know, protect everybody or test everybody or whatever? I don't know. You know, every day is different, right? Right. Like, my, Mother's Day, you know, Fauci was saying, you got to wear 17 masks today and next year <laughs> you'll you'll still have to wear masks, but you'll only have to wear 12 next year at Mother's Day. And, and then two days later, they're like, oh, no, no more masks anywhere. And they're like, wait, wait, what? What happened? This guy's what is the guy, a psycho? I mean, that, how did in two days, what, it, it's cured now all of a sudden? So It was more uh, who, than two might, days. Not we may be remasked by, by Rock and Pod. Who knows? Yeah, there, I, you know, every- I I am not saying that that's not happening. That's for sure. The way things have gone, fuck. Who knows? Do you, do you have a like a, a summer festival that you in particular like to go? That maybe you're missing right now. Is there one one show that you really dig? Well, the one that, that you know, and, and this is a great topic for the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Is is Ozfest all the all the years that oh, Ozzy did? Oz- yeah, if we're going back, I'm with you. Because man, those were so great. Every year was a great lineup, and you know, it would be like you know me, Florentine, Jim Norton, you know, like all the Jersey comics who are metalheads would go down to the, you know, and we'd just start tailgating like 10 in the morning, you know, and, you know, we'd sneak in and out, you know, like with, we, you know, take off our wristbands and like, you know, five people want to go and see this band, but everyone else would stay on the parking lot and you throw the football around or Frisbees and baseballs. And it was just, those were just such great days, man. And uh, so I always missed doing that Ozfest thing with everybody, man, because those, those were killer memories. And, you know, it was always either Ozzy or Black Sabbath headlining. So, yeah, those are great summer memories. Would you camp? Would you... No, not camp out, but, you know, just, if, you know, it would be fun. You know, you know, yeah, we go pee in the woods, you know, <laughs> we, we, you know, we're, you know, act like juvenile delinquents <laughs> in the parking lot. And, yeah, have a fun time, have a cookout and stuff. And, yeah. I um I 
I bought tickets for that, and then like in the months leading up to it, my girlfriend and I broke up, but she still had the ticket. So she went with this whole group of us, and yeah, it was uh, it was an especially memorable one for me, Don, because we came back after the show, and she was in the tent fucking some dude. <laughs> it's like she hooked up, so like it was, and then the guy just sits around and hangs out with all of us, like it's not awkward. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, did you? You should have made him reimburse you for the ticket. You know, he was doing me a favor, getting her off my hands, man. Uh, it wasn't, yeah, the, the breakup wasn't too fresh. That it was, uh, that was the issue. It was like, Jesus Christ, you whore. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> Good for her. That's all you can say, man. Uh, yeah, now, do you, uh, you, you get to, um, well, you know, a lot of times you're performing at these things. When was the last time you paid for a concert or like a festival, I should say? Oh man, yeah. Not. I mean, I, yeah. I, look, I'm very lucky, man. I re- I really get to mostly go to go see whoever I want to. You know, I, there's always a connection somehow, whether it's somebody in the band or somebody who knows of the band or whatever. So, I've been lucky, man. But you know, I don't. I never take it for granted. Like, especially oh, if that's I not go- what I was going for. I was just curious. You know. No, I just. Yeah, I just say it because I'm still a fan, you know, I'm still a music fan, and then I always make sure I buy, you know, merch from the different bands and stuff because I want to still support. But, yeah, look, it's nice to have some perks, man. It's nice to be able to go backstage and hang with people and say hi and and all that stuff. So um, I was, you know, supposed to do some a couple festivals this summer, but, again, you know, we just couldn't pull them together in time to, um, you know, because of the, the COVID stuff. So just... Just waiting it out and, and, you know, hopefully get back in the groove with that stuff. Um, you know, I was hoping the Motley Crew thing was going to happen. Um, I just saw Alice Cooper's going out on tour this summer. So hopefully, you know, get out and see Alice. And and then whatever else, you know, we got the, the, the at Nasbury Park, which is not too far from me. They have the, um, the Stone Pony down there. They got an outdoor stage. Mm-hmm. Where they have big shows down there, so yeah, man, I think you know, I think there's going to be some some good things happening, and uh, and hopefully I'll jump on a on one of these rock tours, you know, maybe late summer, early fall. Cool, uh, the Alice Cooper tour that you're talking about, the one with Ace Freely. Yeah, they now they're not coming too close to me, so I'm a little bummed out on that. I just saw the tour dates today. Yeah, well, you got you might have to make a road trip, man. You know? My wife would definitely be down for that. She loves uh, Alice Cooper. She'll take in any show with him. But all right, but well, if you break up, don't let her take the other <laughs> ticket because <laughs> you don't have a good track record there. No, I do not. Uh, that's good advice. Uh, well, get, getting a little bit back to the outdoorsy stuff. Um, you don't really seem like a guy who goes hiking a lot. Maybe you do, uh, or you're uh, just you know nature or hunting or anything like that. What do you have a favorite outdoor activity? To me, it's shit like this. It's like talking, going to concerts, drinking beer, whatever. Yeah, that's it, man. I just, I yeah, going to shows, going out, going to going to outdoor shows, just hanging out with friends. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. A, you know, the last time I went camping, I was like 21, and <laughs> you know, it always seems fun. Like there's always that, right? Do you have these friends who like they'll go, they'll start, they'll start campaigning in like February, mm-hmm. like. We should do, we got to go camping this summer. You know, yeah. we'll go down, you know, we'll go to the Susquehanna River. They got rapids down there. We'll get kayaks and we'll get a bunch of beers and cocktails and we'll get a whole group of, and you start going, yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah, and we'll camp out. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely yeah. got to do this. And then, and then you go do it and it sucks. <laughs> like, it's worse. It's like, wait a minute, I'm 54. I don't want to fucking, I don't want ants yeah. crawling on my ass. And, and then three minutes into the the kayaking, the beer 
cooler falls out of the kayak because you're too drunk to to steer it right, and then you're like, now you're now you're just floating down a river sober for no reason, and, you know, and everything, you know, and then there's bugs and shit, and you're like, you feel like you're on naked and afraid, and you just want to go home. I I couldn't agree with you more. We uh, as a show, we actually took a stance on camping very early on in the process, and that is camping is stupid. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you're not going to get any arguments from from anybody on on this program, but uh, well, during COVID, during the lockdown, um, you obviously were able to still do your show, uh, that, that Jameson show. That really didn't affect that too much. Um, but what else did you kind of do? I mean, you couldn't do. Were you you said you're writing a lot of COVID jokes? Does that mean you got a ton of material that you're ready to to hit the road with, or? Yeah, but 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 I really whittled the COVID stuff down because I don't want to, you know, p- mm. people are fatigued by that stuff, including me, you know. So I'm not, you look, it's the 800-pound gorilla in the room. You got to talk about it a little bit. So I got a handful of stuff that's just really specific to me, um, to how it affected me. But I got a, yeah, dude, I got a ton of new material. Um, but, but And I've been back working probably since September. But, man, dude, those first four months, without doing any stand-up were brutal man like i i realized like you know man that's you know think i think about how much money i saved in therapy doing stand-up man <laughs> man i'm an angry guy when i don't have some place to like spout off you know in front of an audience you know and and i was driving not only myself crazy i was driving like my parents crazy you yeah. know because i was spend time with them you know they're older you know i wanted to look after them but it, even after a while they kept they were going look don't come down this week you you, <laughs> you gotta get back figure out how to get back on stage because the first half hour when i would go down there and hang with them you know like i'd go into a 30 minute rant and they would be like you gotta find a stage man you're too angry when you're not performing you know because so, <laughs> i had nobody to perform in front of so my parents had to had to take the brunt of it um and then I finally started, you know, outdoor shows started, started popping up, a couple Zoom shows, and it started to feel like, okay, we're getting a little bit back in the groove again. And then sort of, yeah, by end of August, beginning of September, you know, the gig started trickling in again, which is good. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm much more real. And, and, and I've gotten laid a, a handful of times. So Ooh, nice. I'm, I'm a little more relaxed now. I'm, I'm still, you know, still got the edge, but I'm, I'm a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, I, I was fairly fortunate that I only missed a couple of weeks of work before they started calling us back. Um, but my wife had a good two months off, and and it drove her fucking stir crazy. I got to tell you, like when I would come home from work, it was like it, I've never been treated better in my life. It was like this this major moment for her. It's like, oh my god, how are you? How was your day? Hey, look, I just do it like and just all this stuff just to engage in anything other than. Oh my god! Well, of course, the news and TV, everything, every you know, you couldn't wa- even watch like a a daytime talk show without the reality of this shit hitting you. It's like, yeah, I'm at home and there's no audience, and uh, I'm Ellen, and apparently I'm a bully. But uh, <laughs> right. Well, listen, that's listen, that's the way broads are supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and a cigar and a beer and leave me alone for a half hour. I'm trying to decompress here. Uh, that's right. You're a big fan of Dice, right? You were, he's one of your uh, people that kind of inspired you? Yeah. Well, that wasn't really a Dice impression, it but yes. Pretty, he, that's what it came across like. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the old school attitude. But, um, uh, yeah, look, a lot of couples either – I know a lot of couples that got back together during COVID because they were lonely. 
and they really figured out a way to make it work again and they were a lot nicer to each other and then i know a lot of people who broke up because they were driving each other mental hmm. you know by being around each other all the time so um i'm glad it worked out with you and your wife to the <laughs> to the positive so you yeah. know as long as she, as long as she keeps it up <laughs> well, she's back at work now, so it's, it's, it's now a normal marriage again. Uh, but, right, it's back, yeah, it's back to you taking out the garbage. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you yeah, had um, uh, a, a, a very different weather-related question. You were talking to Joey Allen from Warrant recently on your show, um, and you mentioned something about shoveling snow, and, and it just dawned on me, it's like, Don, you don't... You don't have people to shovel your snow. You actually are out there with a shovel. Yeah, people. I um, <laughs> it was funny. My neighbor. So I, you know, I don't like. You know, obviously, I don't walk down the street going, "Hey, I'm the guy from that metal show." And right. Like, but if people, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I live in this tiny little beach town, and so over the years, like people kind of put two and two together or whatever for people who, you know, who might have you know seen the show or whatever, or they find out I'm a comic or whatever, and they. And so, and then they kind of get this thing like, "Oh, you're a famous guy or whatever," and like, and I don't think of myself that way. And I was out shoveling snow this past winter, and obviously <laughs> we don't get the storms like you guys get out there. But it was a, this was a pretty brutal one. I'm out there shoveling snow, and and my neighbor comes out. He goes, "I just figured out who you are. You're the guy that was on the on the that metal show, right? The rock <laughs> show thing, right?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Man, I can't believe I live across the street from you, man. You're famous, man. This is so cool. It's it's you know, it's cool to know you, man." I go, "Oh, thanks." And like, and then he said that, and then like, I turned around, and I slipped on the ice, and I have like this <laughs> rope around my yard. I tripped over the marine rope, and I like cracked my head open. And he got in his car. He's like, "Well, I'll see you later." And he got in his car and he drove off. I'm like, "Yeah, here's your famous guy." Laying on the on the rocks in his yard with my head bleeding. Here, here's your famous guy. <laughs> I got nobody shoveling anything for me. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm a regular mess like everybody else. Do <laughs> you mow too? I know. I only have I have rocks. So okay, I don't, I all don't right. Uh, that's yeah. a maybe a good move there. There was a, a little part where um in, in in that interview where um Joey had a small slip of the tongue that I know you caught. But I, it's not a huge deal. But he said, uh, I think the quote was, he couldn't agree with you less when he was actually saying more. Um, yeah. It was clear in the in the delivery that what he meant. But and I, I don't know, I, I don't even know where I'm going with this, Don. I just thought it was funny the way you shrugged it off and kind of laughed and like, okay. And he just kept no, going. I, for, I, I forget what the context was. I don't know if you remember, but um, because because I knew, like you said, I know what he meant mm -hmm. when he said it. That's why I didn't bother to correct him because right. I was like. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, put the needle back, you know, and, uh, again, unless we don't have to do this again. And everybody at home, I felt, would got the sentiment of it. But, and I forgot about it right after the end. I didn't think about it again. And then oh, I guess cute he, more than anything, but yeah, he got, he got like in touch with a friend of mine to have him send me a message from Joey saying hey joey just wanted to make sure you knew that he meant he oh. couldn't agree with you more but he said less so like he got you know he had it in his head like oh man i really hope he doesn't think i was being a dick to him you know so right. that was really that was cool of him that he he thought enough of me to reach out to say hey just i hope everything is cool and i was like oh yeah of course man no problem his body language and delivery it was clear so but you know that's 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 pretty nice man yeah, yeah, good people. I'll, I'll tell you, man, that's the one good thing, man. Thank God. 
because you know as a comic I've, I've wound up making a living also in this this crazy scene of hard rock and heavy metal and and this the music the only music i like only music i ever liked and god damn it man 99.9 percent of the people are way cool man on this scene so Thank God, you know, that, you know, because they say never meet your idols, but I've met all of them and they've all been great to me, man. So I, I got no complaints. Yeah. Come on. Everybody, even my comedy idols, man, you know, Dice, you know, took me on the road for 10 years and, you know, all these guys, you know, Alice, from everyone from Alice Cooper to Rob Halford and, you know, all these legends in the business, Ted Nugent, you know, that all, you know, that were on that metal show and now come on that Jameson show with me. You know, I stay in touch with all these people. It's it's so killer, man. I mean, there's people always ask me, who's the biggest dick you ever interviewed? And I'm like, eh, no, nobody really, you know? you know, just some people you like a little bit more, a little bit, you know, some people aren't as fun and playful. But, you know, for the most part, people are way cool, man. You know, in my experience, I have less than you as far as experience, but I, that's largely been, you know, when I talk to someone like yourself or anybody else, people that are generally conversational and they're they're there to help and promote and not be, you know, too rude, but there's been a couple. <laughs> yeah, there's way, more dick, there's way more dicks in comedy, trust me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that one did surprise me a little more, but that's good that, uh, that uh, at least it, it, it worked out for you, man. Did you check out any of these streaming concerts that a lot of bands were doing? Yeah, I look. I watched a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Look, I was trying to pass the time like everybody else, and like anything else, it wasn't ideal. But man, I was I was happy to have them. I really was. Um, same as the same as all these crazy versions of comedy shows, like Zoom shows and all that stuff. I'm like, I'll do these things because you know, first of all, I, you know, I wasn't making any money because you know, only mm-hmm. just doing my webcast. But I wasn't making any stand up money, so. You know, someone, you know, people will get in touch and go, hey, do you want to do a Zoom show? I'll go, what does it pay? Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll do it. It's not ideal, but, you know, it's not ideal for the audience either, but it's something, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think people were really appreciative of it, man. I actually had a pretty good time um, doing a few of those. I did this girlfriend, this girl's birthday party up in Seattle. I like the way you said it at the beginning with there. I did this girlfriend. Mine at Ozfest, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She she put together a whole virtual birthday party with with me doing comedy, a band, and a DJ. Wow! And um, I gotta say, it was pretty fun, man. Um, you know, she brought me in. I had my earbuds in. Um, you could hear the people laughing, and um, it was great. I didn't have you know I didn't have to leave my house. You know what I mean? I put my phone up on the top of my television. I didn't put on any pants. I just put on a shirt. I screamed at my phone for a half hour. Ten minutes later, I was paid through Venmo. I didn't have to fly all the way across the country to Seattle, <laughs> walk through the top autonomous zone, and get killed. And uh, and I made money. So it was actually pretty fun. All I heard there is Seattle sucks. Uh, R.E. Don <laughs> Jameson. Uh, hey, last- my favorite. <laughs> we we talked a little bit of vinyl when you were on last time, but right after that, you were on a show called The Vinyl Guide. I totally underestimated your passion for this. Uh, I don't even know where to go with it. How many records are we talking? Well, I just got back from Austin, Texas, and I, <laughs> of course, Sarah I went Saxon. record shopping. Yeah, and spent all, spent all the money that I had uh, on vinyl, including uh, yeah, we mentioned Rob Halford. I got to Judas Priest, ram it down Ooh, on nice. vinyl, some old sax. I even got a comedy. I even got Monty Python, an original pressing. 
of this uh, Monty Python album, which is a, which is so killer. I love Monty Python. So, um, yeah, man, when I go out of t- when I go out of town, man, I'm always like looking for vinyl shops and stuff. And yeah, the guy at the vinyl guy is killer, man. He, you know, he re- he really knows his stuff. Yeah. I'm just, you know, Great I mean, I show. geek out. Right, it is. He's he, that guy's so knowledgeable, and um, I, I was I was actually really thrilled that he asked me to do the show and and yeah I, I do geek out man but uh you know it's it's not that my collection is huge it's more that it's i like finding specific stuff you know like i like finding original pressings of things i like finding like you know you know like i my favorite record i have a david david lee roth eat him and smile that he sings in spanish you put you, that was on your social media recently wasn't it yeah 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 so uh, I, needed to, I needed to put the volume up on that. I didn't. Really, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's Dave recorded the whole album in Spanish, Amazing. and I have that press. Is that rare? It's uh, yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah. So so uh, stuff like that I like to find. I like spe- finding specific things. Like I have a Rainbow Straight Between the Eyes vinyl that was a Sp- was a Spanish pressing or a Mexican pressing, and. They, you know, they didn't change the um, the singing at all, but the um, all the song titles on the back are in Spanish. Okay. So I know for ninety percent of people are listening, going, "Who who gives you shit?" I I know I I'm a geek with that stuff. I just think this I show love- you're going to be okay. Uh, we talk about it quite a bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like that. I just don't I just don't buy tons of stuff. I like to find real, like you know, trying to find the Alice Cooper original pressing of Schools Out with the panty still in it. Like, that's really tough to do, you know? Yeah, I look for... That's actually one that I, I look for. Uh, back in the day, uh, on a whim, I picked up an Alice Cooper um, Billion Dollar Babies with the money clip and all the, the inserts in it still. Um, yeah. I ended up trading it to... I'm, I don't feel that bad because it went to a huge Alice Cooper fan, but he traded me something uh, Kiss-related to me. But, man, I kind of wish I still had that because, I, I, you know, I just didn't know what I had, you know? The... Uh... Yeah. So, but so, yeah. You're like me. You like you look for the real specific things, and I don't, I don't do the bartering like you do, though. You know, um, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I know uh, that was I was a young man. If, if, if we go, if we if we get an, another giant wave of COVID, I, I might be uh, the collection might be uh, way more for sale um, if uh, I have to go through another a drought and not making money, but. Um, uh, yeah, it's all good. But then, the, then the vinyl was the one thing that kept me sane. You know, I love putting putting records on and and just jamming out in my house. Is is there like a, an example of a record or, or maybe a couple that you really covet that you don't have yet? I don't have yet. Um, yes. So the 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 one the big one that's been elusive. Now, when I say elusive, I only mean like. I don't. If I just shopped around on the internet for a while, I'm sure I can yeah, easily right. find. It. I know for a fact I could. I'm more of like, you know, I want to find like I want to go to like Richmond, Indiana, to Blockheads, which is you know about 400 square foot record store, and find like a diamond yeah. in the rough there. You know, I love that kind of the. You know, the chase is better than the catch, right? Right. So I love that. I won't just order stuff off the internet. So the one that's been eluding me finding just like in a very organic way is the Ozzy record speak of the devil, which is, you know, live Ozzy, but playing all black Sabbath songs. 
Mm-hmm. Came out like 1984. But in, in, in Europe, it was called Talk of the Devil instead of Speak oh. of the Devil. Yeah, I, I know that. Talk of the Devil. I, I'm adding that to my list now. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. There's a Talk Bark the at the Devil. Moon 12 uh, inch single that's like chrome vinyl. Um, that I recently saw somebody share in, in a Facebook group. I'm like, gotta find that. I mean, I never will, but again, like unless you like you said, you can just go on the internet and probably pay what what you want. It's almost like sports tickets now. It's like, well, if you really want to go, it's just go buy the fucking ticket, you know. But uh, it's just not the same. Yeah. And then you got to watch out for bootlegs and also these repress things that companies yeah. aren't authorized to do, and all they're doing is they're they're pressing it off the CD. Yeah. So defeats, you know what I mean? That that defeats the whole purpose. Like the CD, no CD sounds as good as vinyl. Right. So now you're taking an inferior sound and now compressing it down even more and just putting recording that onto a piece of vinyl. So you got to watch out for that. Um, one of the most bootleg vinyls out there is is the original um, is is the Guns and Roses is is uh, Appetite for Destruction with the original cover. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, yep. the with robot raping the the woman <laughs> that they had to obviously discontinue. Um, so there's so many bootlegs of that dudes that there's you know like there's a you could you could find a checklist where there's like five specific things you should always check if you find a copy of that because there's so many knockoffs of it. Um, so it took me a long time to to refine it again, like a real an original original pressing with the original artwork. And you know, I bought it in 1987 when it came out. You know, probably on vinyl for I don't know ten bucks maybe. Yeah. You know, and then about ten years ago, I paid one hundred and sixty-five dollars for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had it too, and you know, like my call, I, I'd I'd buy it, but not for the price that it's going for now. So, I, I guess I'm. Well, how about that? What's the most you paid for a record? I think that's the most. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Was the one sixty-five? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, there, there's got to be a, there's got to be a, a cutoff somewhere. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's fifty not, to seventy, somewhere in that range, is what I've paid for some of my. It had to be a Kiss album, but that was the only stuff I collected for a long time, hardcore. But yeah, there's not a lot of fuck you money doing a show on VH1 Classic, <laughs> which is too bad. Uh, <laughs> there should be. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you like new vinyl, like the new pressings that, that a lot of these are, like even like the repressings of old records? Like I said, if it's a legit repressing, yeah, I mean, yeah, like from know, the label it, or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, yeah, and like I'll buy new vinyl if it comes out. But like I said, man, I'm I'm still, you know, I'm still tr- searching for, you know, I want to. You know, I have the, I need the German pressing of Motorhead 1960. <laughs> you know, I have the American one. You know, I, but I need this one now. So, but yeah, obviously, if something comes out new on vinyl, and you know, um, you know, I'll pick it up and support the band. You, you never gave me a number though. Like, what what are we talking? Are you a thousand records, two thousand more? What, 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 what no, no, no. Like may, maybe six hundred. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's that's reasonable. Uh, what what about your stereo setup? What do you what do you Listen to the year vinyl through. It's just a Sony, you know. It's just sort of a middle of the road, mm-hmm. you know, but good enough, you know, for me. Um, I probably, I, you know, I should, I do need to upgrade at some point, but yeah, it's nothing fancy, you know. But just a, you know, good solid, you know, Sony with a nice needle on it, nice stylus, and yeah, everything sounds killer. 
Well, you got your denim and la- laughter, your last record pressed on vinyl. Did you move all of them, or you, you got crates of them still sitting around? No, I got a couple left. Yeah, so uh, you know, I'm, I bring them on the road with me, and you know, they're you know, people, you know, there's been a vinyl explosion, so people really, you know, they dig it. So yeah, I held some back so I could just bring them on the road, um, so I have those available, and uh, you know, all the feedback from people, not you know, comedy necessarily comedy wise, but audio wise, they said they that sounds really good. So I, I was glad I did it. Right on. Yeah. Um... I skipped over something I wanted to ask you about. You got kicked off of Facebook uh, uh, just a while back, and, and I remember like even hearing about it, I was like, look, you know, you're not exactly the most PC guy, but you're not putting a lot of, like, I don't know, uh, negativity or hatred out there either. I mean, what, what the hell did Don Jameson do to get kicked off of Facebook? Did you ever find out? No, no, no. They don't, they don't, they don't communicate. They, I guess... <laughs> I, there's there's nothing either someone hacked into my page or you know somebody over there just doesn't like me they're like yeah we don't his comedy's not good i i bought his vinyl album and it was terrible so let's kick him off facebook i have no, i don't know i never got down to it man it, and and you know what my life's been all the better for it oh he's still not on well, my my there's a my Don Jameson official still there, but my manager just does updates it and stuff for me. I don't I can't interact on it because I can't get on it. Oh my lord! Just I think a lot of that uh, that the, the 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 election and the political stuff made things really hypersensitive. Because um, I know I got um, shut down for a week where I could I could do everything but comment, and I never really got an explanation, and I'd have no idea what. It, I mean, I'll I'll comment on political shit here and there, but. Uh, it had to be something related to all that because it just seemed like it was a, such a f- fire button of a situation. But I was like, "Well, I've never seen you come close to politics uh, on any of your posts." So I was like, "I was like, wow." <laughs> like, no, nothing. But now that we live in the United Socialist States of America, you know, things like this happen. Uh, sort of unrelated. Uh, it still revolves Facebook, but I have a, uh, a, a a a group that I run called Where's Beardo. And it's kind of been taken over by beer snobs. It's actually one of the most successful things I've ever done in my life, Don, which is just pathetic. It's beer selfies. People take a picture of their beer and and, and say something about it. Uh, You're not a beer snob, though. If I remember right, you're a Miller Lite guy. That's my beer. Yeah. Uh, So have you ever thought, what do you think of beer snobs? You ever done any material on them or thought about making that part of your show? Oh yeah, there's on my on Denim and Laughter. There's a whole thing about craft beer on there, you know, and my and my, my disdain for it. But I will say that I will always say this for anybody who comes and sees me live. If if you buy me a beer, I'll drink any beer. Yeah. But I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not like, oh, let's go to the next bar. They don't have Blue Moon here. I let, I need that blue. You know, it's like, what do you got? Is it cold? Let's drink it. You know, that's fine. But no, I don't like any of that stuff. I like cheap beer. I love Miller Lite. You know, my 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 other album, Communication Breakdown. The whole through line of the album is, you know, basically the premise is like, you know, when people want to buy me a drink after the show, I always say the same thing. You want you're buying, I'll take six Miller Lights, <laughs> and that's the line for the whole album. And it's, and so at one point, Miller Lite got wind of it, and I came home one day after my record came out, and there's a giant box on my on my front porch from Miller Lite with cases wow. of beer in it, hats and shirts and everything and a, a thank you note saying thanks for making us 
you know, your your favorite beer and talking about us and your comedy act and, you know, and uh, good luck with your album. So I was like, yes. Uh, well, maybe I'll, I'll try to leap on your coattails with you being a guest here. I, I really enjoy Coors Light. So uh, Coors Light uh, is the best beer ever. Maybe they want to give me some beers, but... Uh, um, I get a lot of crap, crap from that from our listeners too, but you know, our listeners like to give us shit about the, the beer we drink, but, uh, I'm drinking one now, Don. I don't know if you, you saw that, but, uh, it is summertime. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. Got no issue with that. You know, Dime and Vinny from Pantera used to drink Coors Light, so. That's what I always say. Good enough for Dime. Good enough for me. Are you going to fight with that? I mean, come on, man. But then again, he did, you know, 52 shots of <laughs> Jaeger. At the same time, so is it, you, know, you, you like a nice light beer when you're pounding, you know, a bottle of Jaeger. <laughs> it was like to wash it down with something a little watery. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I kind of danced around the idea whether or not I'd bring this up or not because um, I'm not really looking to get malicious, but I know you know him, and he's been on our show. Dave Elveson's had a bit of a, a PR uh, issue to. <laughs> With. I don't you know. know. I'm not sure where we're going with this, Don. But uh, yeah, I, I obviously you heard about it. But uh, any advice yeah. for Dave? Uh, I mean, it's I, I, you know, obviously I only know, you know, what was put out there. But yeah, I hope Dave. You know, I think Dave handled it great. It's it's really fucking embarrassing. <laughs> um, you know, we be, obviously because he's a friend. I, you know, I, you know, I sent him a text and just said, hey, you know. I'm here for you, whatever. I always have my friends' backs. But, you know, it's just like we become such a fucking attack society and, and negativity and all that stuff. And, yeah, you know, he messed up, I, you know, but we all we all do. We all have something freaky about us, right? You know, it's just, you know, it's just that if it gets <laughs> out there, yeah, it, it ain't good. Um, and, you know, I hope he's doing okay. And, um you know he'll you know he'll get through it man you know he he's honestly a good guy and you know i just i just don't like all the negativity out there with people you know as soon as they can they can jump in on the yeah. attack they do and it seems like you know i think dave's built up enough goodwill over the years from being you know not only a you know a class act as a musician but a class act as a guy so you know i think he's gonna it's gonna blow over i think he's gonna be all right and you know obviously right now i'm sure he's trying to make amends with his family and um you know he he'll, he'll always be my friend yeah i mean i'm not his wife so it's it's more embarrassingly funny to me i mean the, that that part's very serious don't get me wrong but uh t- to that point don that's why I chose not to masturbate during this. I just maybe you're recording this. Uh, I, I, it was just like you know I might just rub one out while we're talking, but you know what? I should probably just wait uh, till the the, the, yeah. the laptop's closed. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I want to see in your hand that that that's long and cold is a Coors Light. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, now you're going to be talking about the Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park at Rock and Pod. Um, uh, are you looking? How many times do you use? Like, do you know that movie that well? I mean, I've literally seen it because of. I got grounded a lot when I was fifteen. I seen. I've not. No joke, Don. I've probably seen the movie one hundred fifty times. Wow. Um, no, I, I I I saw it when it it aired that first time. So that was many many moons ago. And then I think I've watched it maybe once since then. So I you know. And then I was going to watch it again recently because um, me and Eddie Trunk were talking about it with somebody, and we were just cracking up, laughing about just you know how ridiculous it was. And I'm glad I didn't because I really I want to go in fresh. 
um, having not seen it now probably for the last 10 years. I just want to go in fresh and just really take in. I don't want to get used to how silly it really and how ridiculous it is. So I'm going to go in there with a with a with a fresh mindset and uh, and just really enjoy it for what it is. And that's at Rockin' Pod, people. So, yeah, buy a ticket. Come and uh, hang out with everybody there. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be you, what, um, Craig Gass and, and Courtney Cronin-Dolb uh, kind of yep. doing that um, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 bit while you watch it? Yep. And then we're going to have shows at a place called Wine Down, um, a wine bar in town mm-hmm. there outside I was town. there and then two years ago. Oh, Okay. And then on the Sunday night, we're going to do a big thing over at the Mercy Lounge, like I said, with a with a guest rock star, hmm. TBD, um, or for oh. your purposes, Vince Neil, right. uh, doing stand-up. <laughs> so you're going to see a rock star doing stand-up. I would love to see but Vince Neil do stand-up. Be- All yeah. right. Well, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you to play the game I'm doing every week in this. Now, it's, it's new every week, but uh, it's basically called Who Said It? Ted Nugent or... And I read you a quote, and I, and I tell you, I give you a choice between two people. And let's see how many of these you can get right. There's ten total. Um, so I'm going to keep score as we go here, and I'll let you know how you do, all right? Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, to my guest, Don Jameson, who said the following, Ted Nugent or the My Pillow guy? Ted Nugent or the My Pillow guy? I've said, I've sold 46 million pillows. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, Mike Lindell. Ooh, yeah. He, he, and you know the man's name. Uh, I, I should maybe give you an extra point for that. That is correct. That was not Ted Nugent. That was the, the My Pillow guy. i got to take my glasses off for this. I can't even read this. Uh, all right. Who said the following? Uh, Ted Nugent or Al Capone? Ted Nugent or Al Capone? A smile can get you far, but a smile with a gun can get you farther. Wow, uh, smile with a gun could get you farther. I'm gonna I go Capone on that one. Ooh. I'm gonna go. Capone. You are uh, two for two. All right. Mm. Now, uh, who said the following? Ted Nugent or fictional character Tyler Durden from the movie Fight Club? Are you familiar with that movie? Got it. Okay. Uh, Ted Nugent or Tyler Durden? Self improvement is masturbation. Self improvement is masturbation. I'm going to have to go Durden. You are on fire. Three for three. Uh, The record, by the way, is five. Uh, So you really, uh, you you got seven more to to really take the the title for now. (laughs) All right. So the next one, who said it? Ted Nugent or the Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars? I love democracy. Come on, that's. That's got Uncle Ted written all over it. Oh, there's your first wrong one. That was Palpatine. <laughs> well, I'm sure Ted said it also. And maybe at some point. I don't know. Uh, look, I don't it's fact like check it. these things. <laughs> this is not the most officially uh, um, uh, fact checked uh, game in the world. But uh, uh, the next one here then is who said it? Ted Nugent or Chuck D? Ted Nugent or Chuck D? I scare white people. Oh boy, that well, I'm gonna go with Uncle Ted again on that one. Oh man, you are just rolling here, man. That's your fourth one. That that's correct. Ted Nugent said that. All right, who said the following? Ted Nugent or former President Jimmy Carter? I have often wanted to drown my troubles, but I can't get my wife to go swimming. Was that Jimmy Carter or Ted Nugent? Oh, God. 
God, if that's Jimmy Carter, that's awful. Um, <laughs> and I know how much Ted loves his wife. That's a tough one. Boy, they really are getting harder. And by the way, I'm contesting the, the I Love Democracy one. But um, <laughs> can we quote one more time? Yeah, I, I have often wanted to drown my troubles, but I can't get my wife to go swimming. I, I, I'm just going to I'm going to go for it. Jimmy Carter. That is correct. Jimmy Carter, uh, <laughs> according to the Internet, said that. <laughs> All right. Uh, who said it? Ted Nugent or Charles Manson? I punched my mother out once. <laughs> oh, gee, that's that's going to be Manson. Man, you are just rolling. You're going to really put the bar pretty high. It's going to be difficult over the course of the summer for someone to beat this. But uh, that is correct again. Um, you've only got one wrong, and you even, you're even contesting that. So, um, All right. Who said the following? Ted Nugent or feminist Glory, <laughs> Gloria Steinem? Uh, believing in the true self is what allows a true self to be born. You broke up a little. Just one more time. Yeah, no problem. Uh, believing it in a true self is what allows a true self to be born. Wow, that could go. Listen, that could go either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people don't think Ted Ted is an inspirational figure, but I mean, um, I would. I'm going to go with uh, Uncle Ted on that one. Oh, that was Gloria Steinem. So uh, uh, that's your second one wrong. Um, well, here's your chance to go eight out of ten, uh, which is still pretty impressive, Don. Uh, who said it? Ted Nugent or Scrappy Doo? Ted Nugent or Scrappy Doo? Okay. Uh, <laughs> ghosts don't stand a chance with me. Let them at them. Let, let me at them. I'll rock them and sock them. Was that <laughs> Ted Nugent or Scrappy Doo? I feel, I feel like I'm going eight for ten here. Scrappy Doo, baby. <laughs> oh, well done, Don. That is correct. That is eight out of ten. So, and again, you are contesting uh, one. So maybe uh, uh, someone listening to the show wants to actually do the research and then uh, give you that extra point. If it's out there, uh, it's yours. So, well, thank you very much, Don. This, of course, is a pleasure. Always like having you on. You're what? Uh, this is your third time on now. Um, you're up there with Michael Sweet and Ron Keel as far as repeat guests, and not coincidentally, in as far as popular as far as like people look forward to it so uh, i really appreciate your time oh i think man i and man it's a it's always fun to come on you always you always have interesting things to do <laughs> and uh and, and i love that concept of ted nugent or uh but i am i am appealing to the board and uh, my attorney will be in touch uh, shortly right on and then of course you're going to be at rock and pod with uh with with our show uh you i'll introduce you to the, the the host that never talks to you um we'll see you in nashville this summer's all i'm getting at and so people buy tickets come out and check us out here uh, august 6th 7th and 8th there's all sorts of stuff especially you have all sorts of projects happening almost every night. So, um, and I'll go buy a six Miller lights, uh, uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So it's a deal. And, and, and I'll return the, to return them with the Coors lights for you, man. We'll have fun. <laughs> right on. All right, Doug. I, I really, buddy. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it, man. Later, brother. <laughs>
That's it. Have a good night. Tell your neighbor I said bye. <laughs> your neighbor's back there. Oh, uh, Don Jameson says good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> Thanks, Don. <laughs> What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.